It's not graduating from Harvard that matters. It is the ambition and drive. If you were a 17-year-old and you decided I'm going to apply to Columbia, Harvard, Yale, whether you get it or not, you have ambition and drive, and that's what takes you forward. There, there are lots of different opportunities, but you got to try to find these new fields, these new things which are emerging. Now, here's the good news, right? According to futurist Peter Diamandis, between 2022 and 2026, the world will see as much change as between the year 1900 to 2000. In four years, we're going to see as much change as between the years 1900 to 2000. New technologies, new opportunities, new things are going to emerge. The whole field of Web 3 is 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 emerging right now, and this means there's going to be so much opportunity for disruption. But if you're an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, it's good news because there's going to be so much change and so much opportunity for you to disrupt the established players. Don't don't glorify this stupid attitude. I gotta strike it out on my own. I gotta be an entrepreneur. It's okay to have a job as long as you're learning, you're growing, you love what you're doing, and, and especially if you're young, a good job is really powerful because you're going to learn so much. So you really want to ensure that the companies that you join are companies that are going to be investing in educating you, that your managers care about your growth, that the company gives you, you know, a budget to invest in in books, in online courses, and so on. Every time you have a massive failure, there is a spark of wisdom in there, like waiting, waiting to be discovered. And and if you can take that and inject it into your business, you become stronger because of it. Don't quit your day job. You gotta make sure that you have income, that you have safety, that you have food on the table. Don't get desperate and don't put yourself under that stress. When I was working on my day job. It still gave me two hours a night to work on my side hustle, and of course I had the weekends. Right? You might have to sacrifice evenings. You might have to spend less time on Instagram or Netflix. You might have less weekend time. If you can dedicate yourself, and if you can ensure that you're constantly learning and learning and learning, odds are you're going to be successful. I decided I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't want to work for anyone. And so for one year, I tried to launch business ideas, and I failed and failed and failed and failed and failed again until I blew through all my money and I had nothing left. And then the economy tanked, the dot-com bubble burst. So this was 2002.、Um, like millions of people were laid off,、um, and then September 11 hit. So it was a devastating time, and that's how I ended up broken and on a couch,、um, uh, not able to afford rent.、Uh, it was a stupid situation, and then I wised up. And I realize, look, why do I have this stupid hang-up about getting a job? Maybe if I find the right job and someone who can help me learn and grow, I'll be better off. And I was lucky; I did find a job, and I found a really great mentor who taught me marketing and sales. Now, I was an engineer.、Um, engineers build things, but engineers often look down on sales and marketing. And this is why all my other ideas had failed. I had great ideas for tech; I didn't know how to sell it. And so I found a, I found a job with a great mentor. I learned about marketing and sales. And the next idea I I launched two years later was Mind Valley, but I knew how to position it, how to market it. So I would tell myself, don't wait to know what your company is going to be about before registering your company. I had no idea what the company was going to be about. 
but I knew I was going to start a company and I knew the first clue is that we were going to be selling a meditation product on AdWords, but there could be other things we were doing as well. I had a web 2.0 software application that I was going to build and sell as well. Um, and I needed a name. And so I got online and I found two really good names. One was called Rainbridge and the other one was Mind Valley. I am so glad I picked Mind Valley over Rainbridge. And so I created this, this company called Mind Valley and then Mind Valley launched several products. One of our early products was actually, oh, and it's so painful that this product failed. It was an early version of what today would be Instagram. We called it Blink Life. It was a way to take pictures from your from a phone and then share these pictures with your friends. Interesting statistic, 40% of the success of the company is timing. Our timing was too early. Like phones didn't have cameras, cameras were not really good. Uh, this was 2005 when we attempted to launch Blink Life and it, it very rapidly fizzled out and died. But we kept testing and trying and testing and innovating. And um, um, I kept experimenting with different ideas and eventually one idea really started exploding and that was basically selling meditation online. And that's how Mind Valley started. The first thing is you must put your personal growth first, okay? So you must take your meditation practice, your personal growth, your reading, your gym. That must come number one. It must be more important than your business. And you got to spend around an hour a day. Now, if you can't, half an hour a day works, but you got to spend at least half an hour a day dedicating yourself to exercise, meditation, spiritual growth. As you grow, your business will grow. Now, this advice doesn't come from me. This advice comes from Sri Kumar Rao, the, the, the great MBA professor um, at Kellogg and London Business School. And he says the biggest thing that MBA students are not being taught is that their life shouldn't be about their business. Rather, their life should be about their personal growth. Their business is nothing more than the greatest vehicle for that growth. Your business, in short, is like a gym. It teaches you leadership. It teaches you perseverance. It teaches you stress resilience. It teaches you how to plan, but it is not you. You are you. Your personal growth is what should be number one. Your business is just a vehicle. Rao says if your business gets to a billion dollars, it doesn't matter. The question is, did you grow? If your business fails, it doesn't matter. The question is, did you grow? Now, when you take that attitude, you become far more successful as an entrepreneur, far more successful uh, in business. I cannot tell you the number of businesses I've had that have failed. I shared one, the early version of Instagram, that was so painful, but I learned from it. And it gave me the wisdom to go on to the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And so when you focus on your personal growth, what happens is that even if a business fails, even if an idea fails, you emerge from it with new knowledge, new data points, new, a new version of yourself that can do better on the next idea or the next business. That's rule number one. So the second rule is, is a rule called unity. It means see yourself as, as a part of a larger whole, of a larger human species. Uh, do not cheat. Do not manipulate. Go into any rela all relationships with a win-win attitude. Never take advantage of people. Create products that deliver true value and are not just sold by, by salesiness. So the unity rule is a key driving force in how I operate everything in my life. I have, I have no enemies. I have no ill will towards anyone. And I practice forgiveness every single day. I forgive every 
person, everything, everyone that has wronged me. Forgiveness is actually a superpower. Studies have shown that when you practice radical forgiveness, your life seems to get luckier. Your health improves, your peace of mind goes up, your sleep gets better. And so the unity rule is a key piece of that. It is the idea that unity is one of the most powerful value systems uh, anyone can have. It's, we've almost gone bankrupt like at least three times. But these type of moments, they, they, they are soul crushing. They, they, they keep you up at night. But you gotta, you gotta be prepared to go through them on your journey. But again, if you adopt the attitude that the number one thing is your growth, is how much you're learning, you're better able to go through these ups and these downs. Like the ups don't go to your head and the downs don't destroy you. Well, so, okay, so firstly, the word entrepreneur is a bull term, right? It's one of the most overused nonsense terms out there. I can teach anybody to become an entrepreneur in two minutes flat. All you gotta do is go to fiverr.com, open an account, and offer to make videos or images for someone. Boom, you're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur. It's a bull term, you have that, and then you have at the end of the spectrum, probably the greatest living entrepreneur today, Elon Musk. But the spectrum is so wide, it's, it, it's a bad definition. So there are other definitions that you gotta look at, right? You gotta look at, are you working in a job where you can earn the money you need to live the life you want while being fulfilled and happy doing the work you do? I think that is the definition. You don't have to be an entrepreneur for that. Many of the people creating the biggest changes in the world are not entrepreneurs. Think about the engineers at NASA. Think about the people who are inventing uh, new technologies. Think about the people who um, come, come up with new, with, with new medicines that are changing lives. Many of these people are working for companies, but they are paid well, they love their jobs, they're making a contribution to humanity. And it is enough if you're that. This bullshit idea that you gotta be um, working for yourself, is so outdated. Rather, you gotta look at three things. Number one, can I exercise what I'm really good at doing? Number two, do I love what I'm doing? Number three, am I making money doing this?